The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who don't understand English, or your grandfather. Then again, I've never met your grandfather. He could be kinkier than even you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Wholesome Kink and Perverted Knitting. I'm Sarah Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. And it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the time when the Girl Scouts are selling their cookies outside oh. of Kroger. And yeah, we got three boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Do they have the s'mores? Because um, that's a new yeah. flavor and... It not it. I don't know if it's regional, but not everyone seems to have it. Because hmm. I knew a friend who yeah. has a Girl Scout, and she was selling cookies. And I'm like s'mores, and she's like, "That's not an option." I'm like, "Why?" Oh, oh I know yeah. they exist. They exist somewhere. No, I got uh, a box of Samoas, a box mm-hmm. of Tagalongs, and a box of Thin Mints. Mm-hmm. Which you know, three three boxes. I think is downright restrained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Four dollars a box in this area, um, and yeah, I'm. I support Girl Scouts and mm-hmm. through their Girl Scout cookies. It's a great fundraiser. I, I Girl I Scout. Like I mean, it. it's traditional. I remember. I remember when I was in Boy Scouts. Uh, we started that Trails End popcorn. Mm-hmm. That though. That I mean, I think they still do it. But uh, yeah, that was going to be their thing. Like the Girl Scouts have the cookies, so we're going to have our popcorn, and and I, it just seemed like. They're just trying too hard. It's yeah. Like, it's, not, it's never going to become like the cookies. No. Um, also, it's like, I like the organization of the Girl Scouts better than Boy Scouts. Because they are less fascist. I mean, Boy Scouts have always been, you know, kind of a training ground for little, you know, brown shirts in many respects. <laughs> you have that purity <laughs> pledge. Yeah. They can be super shitty. And in the past, they've been super shitty about uh, gays. It's like, oh, nope. We, I mean, I can understand... Maybe some hesitation about gay scoutmasters because in their mind they're probably think they're all pedophiles. It's like, ah, uh, but they're not. No. Um, and then uh, the, but then it's like, oh, we can't have gay scouts because in our pledge we have morally straight. Yeah. And the term straight, and it's like, yeah, I think they're meaning you don't, you know, want people who are going to steal or murder or hurt others. How about those morals? No, the morals yeah, well, of you must yeah. sleep with women. It's like, oh god. Yeah. Well, and I am sure that there are. Multiple guys out there whose early guy on guy experiences were at scout camp. Oh yes, uh, and and it's a reality that they just don't want to think cut, about. Yeah, don't think and about. Also, don't talk kind about. of questionable yeah. ideologies of the person who started it, and and other things. So it just. You know, I was a, I yeah. was a life. I made it up to life scout, Mister Eagle, because I just was not prepared to do a final project and I think I missed a couple of merit badges too. I mean it was it there's some really cool stuff to scouting, but just yeah. some of the the actual policies higher up are jerky. You know, the lower, you know, the actual groups themselves I think can be, you know, the actual individual troops. Yep, are can be great and I think it can be a great thing, but 
it also just kind of like there's some questionable policies which are changing. I think they start accepting transsexual scouts, something like that. That I have not, I have not kept up on. I the, think there became a thing where uh, they did no, they no longer would discriminate against gay scouts. And right. now I think the process yeah. of accepting gay scout masters is a thing, and and all that. Um, I always liked more the explorer scouts because it was basically boy scouts, but you could be up to twenty one. Uh, there's usually a focus on something. Yes, and uh, also coed, and it's like, oh wow, just like the yeah. real world. <laughs> How yeah, that? that 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 it was to ex- explore specific career mm-hmm. paths. Yeah, because um, I know that we did all our life saving. Uh, pool water work with an explorer group that was nearby yeah, and like, I, they taught all that. Yeah, when I was in high school, I uh, a- after I had dropped out of the scout troop that my father took over as scoutmaster, or, um, <laughs> I did an explorer on uh, medical careers. Oh, cool. Um, and that, that was interesting and enjoyable. But in Girl Scouts, I know that their policies, they've also been very open about different uh, religions because Boy Scouts is you know kind of about oh God God yeah. God God, um, yeah. and the Girl Scouts have also been more open about other things too. So I've enjoyed that as an organization, you know, yeah. more so I can support. Also, wasn't there some hubbub about don't buy the cookies because Girl Scouts have done some horrible thing against all all things righteous and wholesome? There's something there 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 was, last year I think yeah there there was something that there is. There is or there was some connection between Girl Scouting and Planned Parenthood and that you mm-hmm. shouldn't buy Girl Scout cookies because of that. I'm like, sign me up for another box. Yeah. Um, I do remember that there was a controversy about Girl Scout cookies, specifically several years ago, um, that they, because part of the reason why Girl Scout cookies taste so good is that they're made with palm oil. Oh. And uh, there was concern about... Um, palm oil farms uh, in Southeast Asia mm-hmm. and just destroying forest habitats and at the so now the the boxes do say that their palm oil is made using sustainable practices okay. so so at least we looked into that the, which is unfortunate for my friend who's highly allergic to palm oil so she can never eat any she has to oh, read all the labels wow yes, it's everywhere oh That's yeah yeah oh she's very yeah, she has to really watch what she eats, and, and there's also all these other terms for it in the in the uh, little list of all the chemicals you'll see on stuff. She's like, "Oh, that, that's yeah, that's palm derived." She's like, "Okay, oh, not for Amy." Wow, poor, poor Amy. But yes, Girl Scout cookie season is upon us, yes. and I've avoided it so far. But I kind of curious about the whole s'more cookie, which will probably fail because. They forget that the key element in the taste of s'mores is not the marshmallow or the chocolate or the graham cracker. It's the charring. Yes. There needs to be a bit of burning in there for it to really be a s'more. And it's like, these are all the ingredients. Why does it not taste like a s'more? Because it's not on fire. Yeah, because it's not <laughs> roasted charred marshmallow. Well, uh, the we saw them today at the Kroger in Delta Township. Okay. Uh so if you probably a friend or I'm in the yeah. many Krogers and I mean they'll be everywhere. So they'll they'll be everywhere for a while, so okay. you can see if they've got the s'more cookies. Um, so moving from uh, wholesome uh, to perverted, 
No, it's wholesome. We talk about wholesome, wholesome cake. It's, wholesome cake. It's yes. all wholesome. From, 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 wholesome from, from wholesome cookies to wholesome kink, let's say that. Uh, as long as everyone is having a good time and no one is being damaged by it, I think it's very wholesome. Yes. So, um, last week, I managed to uh, connect with uh, and play with one of my fisting buddies mm-hmm. who I had not connected with for several months now, what happened, short version of his biography, he is a fisting pig and a pumping pig, Mm -hmm. uh, by his own words. And he was with a vanilla partner. And the mismatched kink levels were one of several things that were bad with their relationship. So... That relationship ended. He found somebody who is just as much of a pig as him, mm-hmm. at least when it comes to fisting, and he's introducing him to uh, pumping and his other kinks. And so uh, once the two of them got together, he dropped off the radar. Um, and, you know, I'm like, he's enjoying new relationship energy. I will let the two of them go wild and i i will think nothing but happy thoughts from them uh then i want to say last month uh we connected via instant messenger um got some got the impression that he was feeling constrained uh that the new relationship parent he was wearing off mm-hmm. and he was like uh, i want to the reality uh, starts hitting it's like oh this is who this person really is yeah and you know, I'm like, I, I want to be more slutty. I, I want to go out and do more things. I'm not sure if he wants to. And so eventually the, the frustration of that led in a good way to them actually communicating. Yay. Yay. So they talked and they both realized that they were each holding back the sluttiness, their own sluttiness for the sake of what they thought the other wanted. Which wasn't the case, you know. They met on AskPig.com, so right. <laughs> uh, they're they're both pigs and sluts, and now proudly doing that. And, and once they came to that conclusion of, oh, we don't have to be completely exclusive uh, to to be happy, you know, with each other. Let let's add the occasional third. Hey, oh, sir. Hey, Sarah Gainer, <laughs> your well, hand's still available. Well, that's part of it. It's like you know, part of their happiness was you know. Being adventurous sexually yes. and including others. So, I so last week I went over to their place and we did some really intense uh, fisting. Um, I got to do something that I've seen in pornography um, that's called uh, chariot fisting, where you've got basically both hands out and act, and you act like you're uh, driving a chariot. Mm-hmm. It looks good, um, but I couldn't deal with having the split focus mm-hmm. um, because they they were very different levels of response mm-hmm. and they were both built differently and so it wasn't it wasn't simultaneous fun time. It was five seconds with you, five seconds with you, back forth, and I'm not <laughs> not as fun as advertised. So we're like, okay. And the the positions that we were in weren't great, but um, it was something that we said 
we've done and and you've tried it. I mean, that's I, the thing. I've, is like, I've tried it. I've discovered this is not for me. Um, I mean, I think the only reason why I would do it again would be if I'm getting a paycheck and there's a camera involved. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did some. Uh, I call standard fisting because um, fist, fisting, <laughs> vanilla fisting, uh, basic fisting. That real that fisting really is best when you have an assistant because there's just so much to it. And when you're in there and you need something, you really can't. Text, you can't. It's not as easy as just pulling your dick out. It, mm-hmm. It's a process to get out of somebody when you're pretty well into them. So it's very nice to have that third person there. So. Uh, on the the new partner who I had not met before, I got into the crook of my elbow. I did not get fully through the widest part of the joint. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something for next time. Mm-hmm. I got in the sling for a bit too. Um, had had a nice toy used on me that uh, it's kind of a probe toy. It um, they had it at number six dungeon. I don't know if you were downstairs when I was talking about that it has a ball on the end of it then a rather thin shaft and then a flare and then a textured grip okay okay um which means it and it's not that big around so you've got that is that what those there are two objects that were next to the sling that looked like they're Almost looked like they were made out of blue glass. No, I don't know what those are. Okay, neither do. Okay, no, so no, 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 this okay, got this it. was made. This is made out. I don't of even know if those were actual toys or simply. Um, I, yeah, I have absolutely no idea what those blue glass things are. Maybe just I, objects of art that were found I, somewhere. I and guess. Say, oh, this looks kinky. I don't know what we can do yeah. with it or should do with it because it's probably not Pyrex or something designed yeah. to be placed in but, that person. Yeah, no, this is made out of uh, silicone rubber. Okay. Um, and so, with a nice handle that's textured means that you can still have a good grip on mm-hmm. it, even when you're lubed up. And then having that larger ball on the end of a rather narrow shaft mm-hmm. um, means that you have this point, intense point sensation okay. uh, deeper in rather than just at the hole. Um, so I should... Um, now that more money is going to be coming into this household, yay, that's always a good thing. Um, Everyone should have a kink budget. Yeah. Yes. So I, I. This is what we've allocated for things that will go inside of ourselves. Yes. So I should look and see if a, a toy, if that particular model is still available or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the nice yeah. thing about, you know, playing with other people and playing with their toys. You get to try out stuff before, you know, you have to commit and buy or go shopping for it. It's like, because there's a lot of things that sound good in theory. Yeah. Or actually sound like like nothing you'd ever want until you've had them used on you. And I'm like, wow, wow. That actually was yeah. really cool. Well, you know, like first time experience with Veritas and mm-hmm. getting into rubber. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. You, eh, not, it was okay. I it mean, was okay. Not, got, not so much. For it you. got some favorable attention at the dungeon. People were like, Oh, this is nice. And that it was nice, but it wasn't, it wasn't something I would do. In the privacy of my own home, for you know, stimulation. Right. It it didn't do that for me, but you know, people were like, "Ooh, that looked nice." And I was like, "Oh, yeah." I like and that. I've I've added a three, you know, about three hundred euro to my uh, wish list mm-hmm. to to get a rubber surf suit mm-hmm. and get one from a particular company in Germany. So, yeah. So 
and you know before that you know rubber you know I was aware of it but I never had a chance to really Mm -hmm. play with with rubber and there's so many you know toys and techniques that yeah I think it just you just need to be in the hands of someone who knows the way around it to try it and you you get to learn it's a learning experience like yes this really got me hard or eh it wasn't anything for me (laughs) Yeah, and but also it's nice to have it done on you, so at least you know what it's like if you meet someone who wants it done, and you mm-hmm. know you yourself, you know you're you know you're very good at fisting, but you particularly don't want to have a fist inside you. Well, I actually you know, are you working I, on I, I, I I I actually would, but I also know that it's a bit of work to get there, mm-hmm. and you know they used their smaller end of toys and, and a few fingers on me, and they got to the point where. I mean, my ass just felt electrified, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I really got to practice more. I I want I want more of what I had mm-hmm. that day. So, um, sounds, sounds yeah. Like a good, oh yeah, a good fun time. Had, had a great fun time. Uh, everybody agreed that we had fun and that we should do it again sometime. That's so I'm nice yeah. and yeah. And for me, I, I hear I hear that often. It's like, oh, we should do this again. And then you see if it happens. Like yesterday, I ran mm-hmm. to someone who I had a lovely time with months ago. We hooked up, we're chatting. Finally, went to his place, had a good evening. I mean, it. I thought we both had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then never really heard from again. Ooh. You know, would would you know occasionally run into at bars and that and say, "Hey, how's right. it going?" But no, like him showing interest in doing something again. And, you know, just ran to him again, and it's like, same thing. He was kind of bemoaning how he hasn't had sex in a long time, and I'm like, well, whose fault is that? And it's like, I don't... And then, you know, even today, I met someone, and we were uh, chatting, and had a, you know, lovely, I'd call it first date, and talked. And, you know, yeah, at the end, it was like, hey, yeah, we got to do this again. And I'm like, I agree, and I'm serious when I say we should. But I don't know how much of that was seriousness or just niceties. Right. Even sometimes the person not knowing that they're just saying it to be polite. I mean, in my own mind, I know when I'm saying it to be polite, and yeah. you know, I think to myself, "Nope, never going to happen." You know, but most of the time, I'm like, "Yeah, it's, I'm willing to, yeah, at least and, do this again." Yeah, and based on the reactions and the mm-hmm. that we and had, the history and, I mean, and the history that because you've I, been with the one person before, right? And he knew of your you know talents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, I I do believe the the new partner when he said that he wants to do it again and I'm And you also know that if you never see them again it's probably the new partner saying I didn't really like him. Yeah, and no, it, no, unlikely it, but <laughs> it, it is highly unlikely and you know but they are I mean when I was in the assistant position mm-hmm. and they were doing the fisting. Mm-hmm. I mean I could see the amazing connection that those two have. And I'm like, you know, even if I'm never invited back, I know that they are very happy together. <laughs> and I'm I'm happy for them. I'd be happier to share their happiness, but if, if they want to be greedy and not share, hey, that I, well, I can understand. One of the amusing things that I always have in the back of my mind when there's someone I'm interested in or have played with in the past, and they are now in a relationship, and they have someone in their life, my mind is never goes to the point of like, ah, oh, off the market, and they, you know, they're denied to me now. It's always like, oh, well, when they get to a point in the relationship where they want to play, it's like, yay, it's 
an old playmate and a new playmate. Yes. The, the potential. <laughs> yeah. So now you went to. It, oh, I had a event also. Um, yeah. I think that also last. Yeah, last weekend. Last weekend. Um, just someone I know uh, threw what they called a red underwear party. Uh, it was around Thanksgiving. Uh, not Thanksgiving, no. It was uh, just before Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. so hence the red. Um, and it was just an excuse to, I think, get people in and, uh, like I said, high orgy potential, but it right. never really went there. It went to a lot of people running off into uh, bedrooms and private places to, I think, fool around. But um, nothing was really public. Uh, and, oh, and word of advice, when you're at a party, I know I have violated this rule myself. It came up yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um no, when you're at someone's place and you're going to get down with somebody, don't do it in the goddamn bathroom. Oh, Very rude. Oh, ooh. Because people need uh, that uh, bathroom for yeah. other purposes more pressing than you to get your rocks off or just to explore somebody. Um, like I said, I violated that rule myself. It was a party. Uh, we went to the bathroom, but everyone else was watching fireworks on a balcony. So it was pretty private and no one was waiting in line. And we didn't really do that much or take up that much time. So, in my defense, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, you really you got two people. Yeah. Uh, I think ten to fifteen minutes they were in there. Oh no, no, five. And there was a line of three people waiting, and it's like, oh no, children, uh, good for you, but there are bedrooms. There yeah. are corner. There is a basement. This room, this house, even has a dungeon. Yeah, come there's on. There's no reason you need to be taking up valuable space. Yeah, no, not, oh, especially so, if there's only one toilet in the. In- yeah. In the area. Oh, there was one upstairs, but I was like, okay, we haven't been told we can use that one or go upstairs, so I didn't really want to trespass. Ah, okay. Um, you know, and it wasn't that pressing. Otherwise, it'd be like, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, the, it, yeah, if it, Backyard, was, re- if it was really pressing, you, you, would, you would have gone upstairs or found a potted plant. So that's just a bit of advice. You know, you got to make out, not the bathroom. Also, because when you leave, um, well, that little walk of shame past all the people who now are annoyed at you for making them wait. <laughs> yeah, not fun. Use use a bedroom like civilized folks, yeah. or, or a kitchen, or or the living room, or or the front porch. But no, or so, not the or, bathroom. Or do it in public so people can see yeah. and appreciate. Yeah, so, um, and, and judge. Oh uh, no, there, <laughs> the, there was a crowd. Uh, there, yeah, there were daddies and twinks. Which seemed to be the thing. Um, got along pretty well, but the twinks pretty much stayed to themselves and their skimpy, skimpy red underwears and the daddies are all pretty much stuck to themselves and they're mostly union suits. That seemed to be a very popular choice, underwear choice. Uh, also I found out really hard to find a union suit in Lansing. No department stores had them. Hmm. Uh, the tractor supply company was the only place I found them in the Lansing area. I've also okay. heard that there's a really nice company, uh, near Grand Rapids that produces a really nice one. It was about twice the cost of the ones that you get uh, at Tractor Supply Company, but it was thicker and nicer material. Mm. So, Yeah, I have a feeling that if I ever found myself needing a union suit, that I would probably go online to get one. Mm-hmm. I know Nasty Pig makes a lovely one, but that runs about 120 bucks, so it's kind oh, of a, no, a fashion union suit. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, the Tractor Supply Company ones were 20 and... The, yeah, that's reasonable. It was even down to 14, which worked because uh, the uh, cash registers weren't working properly, so they could only take cash. And I had $13 on me, and I'm like, okay, how much change is in the car? So I scrambled and found I had enough change to actually <laughs> buy it. Um, unfortunately, they just had extra large, which I think 
See, the weird thing is the one I already own, which is a little tattered, is right. an extra large, and it's snug. Okay. So I went for a two extra large thinking, okay, well, way too baggy. So maybe in the process of washing a few times, it shrinks. Maybe. So we'll, we'll see. Same company, same brand. They, everything else matched mm. up. So, um, or, or you just found, find yourself in between sizes, unfortunately. No, no, no. Huge difference. Huge. Ex- uh-uh. Extra large was like tight on me. Like, you know, the buttons are stretching because it looks like I'm about to hulk out a little bit. Ooh. Not majorly, but snug. Uh, the double extra large, baggy. Wow. Like, Hanging in, you know, it just it mm. did not look at all something I want to be seen in public in. So we'll see. I'll wash it and dry it on hot and see how that works. And if worse comes worse, well, if I ruin it, fourteen bucks. Oh well. Oh well. Um, so uh, I, yeah, um, I, I did need not... to get to tractor supply and. Oh, there's fun, and you can buy. I mean, actually, I mean, if you have like a uh, kind of a blue collar fetish, they have the Carhartts and the 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 Dickies. And, you know, overhauls and just boots and everything if you just want flannel and to seem ultra butch. Uh, and then also just, uh, I think, pet supplies for pup play. Um, nice variety of collars. And then um, the equestrian part. There's harnesses and halters. And I found a really beautiful cock ring that basically I'm pretty sure... Is supposed to go on a horse somewhere, not as a cockroach. <laughs> it's not that big, but yeah, dude, this was made for a horse, um, <laughs> which it technically was, but technically no, was, but, but not to go around the poor thing's balls and cock. Um, no, definitely not for that. Uh, but yeah, it was this beautiful circle of flat metal that had some nice filigree around it, and mm. it functions really well as a cock. Uh, more decorative than than functional, yeah, yeah, but it's great for like the harness. You know, it looks really good, and, you know, with the harness loop through it pulling up, it it works pretty well. And I could probably get some J-Lube powder there. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, for veterinary purposes and yeah. sundries. It's like, hey, you want to bury your arm up in something that's warm and mammalian? This is what you <laughs> use. <laughs> of course, what they're thinking of is something that probably goes moo. You know, or, but, or Winnie. But, hey. Well, yeah, I, I extracted all sorts of sounds out of mm-hmm. that guy, so... A couple so, of barks. <laughs> so yeah, um, a useful, a useful. Oh, and also, um, you know, kennels, and you know, I've I've seen live traps there that were big enough that it could hold a you know, a human pup. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, they say that, that one's designed for raccoons. I'm like, that's an awfully fucking that's, big that's raccoon. That's a lot of raccoon. Uh, so yeah, um, again, one of those fun places to go for f- fetish shopping that they might not realize is you know. Oh yeah, I've, I've done that at uh, PetSmart. I, you know, I went in specifically for uh, a collar and tags, which mm-hmm. I got. But I, I was also looking at ooh kennels, mm-hmm. ooh dog beds. Yep. <laughs> ooh. ooh. So so, yeah. uh, <clears throat> a- so any toy, any store can be a sex toy store yep. if you've got a filthy imagination. Uh, the uh, the party itself, I thought went well. Um, I got super wine drunk at it. Uh, which means I turn into a mean girl and say what I really feel about certain <laughs> people who might be there. Which, you know, afterwards I'm kind of regretting. It's like, oh, did I go too far? It's like, no, I think the people I talked about deserved it. You um, went just far enough. Uh, the uh, And met a really nice guy who, um, we had some fun. I think that was the, the highlight of the uh, party was encountered this guy who was from out of town. Mm-hmm. He was uh, a friend of the host. Um, very attractive man, uh, looking at his recon profile, knows how to tie somebody up. 
Um, his favorite thing, though, is to tie up younger guys and then make out with them. And it's like, as long as you take lots of pictures. And I'm like, you have such nice pictures. And he's like, you take hundreds of them and pick out the two that work. And it's like, yes. okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, the, the power of digital photography. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, my father relayed a story to me that he was out west mm -hmm. uh, in Yosemite. And there was like a, a photography class uh, out there, a nature photography. And, you know, the instructor, you know, sent everybody out with, you know, their digital cameras. Mm -hmm. And my dad took 48 pictures, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and then they came back at the end of the day and the instructor said, okay, of your photos, we're going to start paring them down. Find your best 50. People had taken 500, right? My dad, he grew up, you know, with chemical photography mm -hmm. where you had, if you're lucky, 24 shots to a roll. Yeah, so. you compose it. You think about what the thing's going to look like as you push the shutter. Yes. You know, you do a lot of the work ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And it's different because I'm, I was at an event where I was, uh, some people were playing around and I had a camera and was taking pictures. And, you know, the person said, oh, just get everything. We'll crop it to get the good shot. And I was like, okay, you know, because when you have enough pixels, yeah, you can do that. Right. But and then, I mean, it's the raw material. It's, you know, it's a different thing, but, you know, that the technology, I think, has changed where you can get away with that and you do it in post. Also, um, you know, they were going to Photoshop it anyways because they're going to do color stuff and other stuff. Oh yeah, you, you still all, you still need to use Lightroom and Darkroom techniques on it to bring out the best of it. Yeah, but. and also all the pictures that were going to go from this camera to go online for profiles were going to be edited in some shape or form anyway. So right. eh, throwing some cropping in there. Better, yeah, I think the idea was better to capture too much information so you can edit it down mm -hmm. than to miss, you know, screw up a shot because you just cropped it a bit wrong right. in frame. Which I can understand because, I mean, I'm thinking like a movie, it's like... You know, you want to have a bunch of extra stuff, so because the real making of the movie isn't in the editing, you know, and making sure you have enough there. At least that's what I've heard from some sources. I don't make movies, uh, so the party. I like I said, um, I stayed till the bitter end. It ended at four a.m., and I was there um, helping to pick up and clean up. And mm -hmm. just a few um, had a good time, but I talked to some people afterwards, and they thought it was a train wreck. Um, I I missed seeing some stuff. I guess there is some drama. That I heard about, but didn't know what, how much it was. I thought it was just a couple that was having a bit of a spat upstairs. Um, I guess there is more and deeper stuff that I just missed, either because I wasn't paying attention or it wasn't happening in the spaces I was in, <laughs> um, including someone getting thrown up against a wall, like violently, not as part of fun, but like Whoa. anger, um, and some possible underage drinking, or people being very loud about being not twenty-one yet, but then downing booze and it's like oh that can be dangerous for many people involved uh you know especially you know if cops show up at the door which they did um but it was for something different it, it, it's not a real party until the cops show up uh no it wasn't about the party itself but right. uh someone some young blessed summer child uh had realized <laughs> oh i don't have anything red on went to his car where he had a suitcase because he had just moved to town opened up the suitcase got something red put it on Left his car, left his door open. A a neighbor saw a car with a door open and all this clothing spewed out of a suitcase in the back seat and thought he's been robbed. 
So called the cops saying there's been a break into a car. And, you know, the cops call the parents who the car is linked to and because it's out of state. And the mom calls the kids like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong? What's happening? The car's been broken into. And it's like, no, mom, I just got someone in the back seat and stupidly left the door open and made it look like a crime scene. <laughs> yeah. If, if your way of life makes it look like a crime scene, maybe you need to be better about putting your shit away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was like the only actual involvement of the police was just uh, a... A, mist- a overly friendly neighbor worried about something going on. And it's like, okay, so hopefully there's not repercussions for the host. But um, So like I said, I guess there's a lot of messiness there that I did not see. I mean, I did, yeah, like I said, I don't think it was the sexual free-for-all that I think the hosts were maybe hoping it would go to, but oh well, you know, what oh do you well. think was going to happen? You have to make sure the twinks you invite want daddies, <laughs> and, that, and that the daddies you invite want twinks. And I think most of the daddies there were really happier with daddies, and the twinks definitely were happier with twinks. And so people quietly paired off and slipped off to a bedroom or a mm-hmm. bathroom. And or went home with the person they actually came there with. It's like, oh, right. But like I said, um, I met some uh, cool people, and it's unfortunate they live very far away. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and last night we had the mm-hmm. last regular, regularly scheduled the no. penultimate. The penultimate number six dungeon, which was uh, well attended. Mm-hmm. Um, Parking was, we got there and I was like, my God, there's all these cars. Yeah. I think th- uh, a chunk of that was that, yeah, some trailer was taking up like five or six spots. So it was overflow yeah. from an actual, yeah. Some interesting bondage um, mm-hmm. happened there. I saw the um, the barber chair, I think it used for the first time. I th- first time I've seen someone, I think, bound to it. Because he has mm-hmm. an old-fashioned barber chair with yep. a foot plate and the headrest and armrest. And someone was uh, blindfolded with a catcher's mask on, which made an interesting thing. Because it kind of made a, a cage for their head that allowed tie-in points. Yep. So, so the cage itself could be tied to the backrest so your head is locked in place. Um, and then roped down in their arms and ankles. And then, you know, had their nipples and cock lovingly given attention to the point when they made a mess. And it's like, yay. Yay. Uh, and, yeah. We have uh, left off. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was a fun bit of bondage that witnessed. Because yes. it was two people working on him. Mm-hmm. There, there's a couple who was, one, I think, was learning the rope, so to speak, and the more experienced yes. partner. And it, Yeah, that, that couple is a master and his pup. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the master is very experienced mm-hmm. and is... Teaching the pup uh, rope techniques and, and general kink techniques as well. Um, several people were in a uh, leather straitjacket. Okay. Um, oh, yep, saw that. Yeah, that, made... that. That got broken out and passed around a bit. Um, and then see. it kind of, well, it's funny because um, it felt like it kind of slowed down where everyone was kind of upstairs just sitting around. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a kind of a second wave happened where. Uh, people went down, and they had that the, the canvas mailbag. Yes, a, a canvas railroad mailbag with leather enforcements, and um, yep. interesting bit of uh, suspension work in there where they bound someone, had him sit in the bag, and I don't know if he was cross-legged or just had his knees up, um, but then pulled up the bag, kind of cinched it closed, although it had many holes in it for air, so right, right, wasn't it? And uh, then just put on a winch and cranked it up and got it a few inches off the ground and so he was actually suspended yes we we had a a puppy in a mail sack 
Um, we had a good time till the end when we let it down and realized the sack had sort of cinched up and he would be combination of him being bound by ropes inside right. and the sack kind of cinching him. Um, that would have driven me nuts. My claustrophobia probably would have really made me panic a little bit in that situation because it's like, okay, how do we get him out of this? Cause he's kind of in this bag. And I think there's other things maybe if they had pulled up on the bag and then laid him down, so he could yeah, it, uh, there it, are other it, ways there, of there, there would have been other but ways. In the way they got in there, yeah. got their hands in, untied his arms, so then he was free. Right, and, and then he was able to wiggle. And, and it took a bit, but um, yeah. also they had many safety shears there, so that rope could have been cut pretty quickly and easily it, yes, if, if it became more pressing to get him out of it. Yes, if we... Yeah, thankfully there is enough mm-hmm. uh, gear there that, worst case, we would have been able to cut him out of the ropes and cut him out of the bag. If we had, to. yeah, but I think once once his arms were free of the ropes, he was able yeah, to no, get out yeah, yeah, once, easily. Well, yeah, once the yeah, once we released the arms, and because not only were his hands bound, but they were bound uh, crossed behind his back. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he really couldn't even move his shoulders. Yeah, he said he couldn't even shimmy to get. Um, and the nice thing was, you know, just everyone was on him, you know, helping lay him down so he could get out, and everyone was, you know, lending a hand to. You know, it's like, okay, let's get you out of this with a minimum amount of panic and destruction. <laughs> well, I mean, ju- just about everyone. There was another couple off in the corner. Oh, yes. And get, get using the sassy. <laughs> well, because it's one yeah. of those things where only so many can help. I was kind of standing there and it's like, uh, my hands will just be getting in the way. Yeah. And there, there's nothing I can contribute to this right now. Yeah. And I was uh, able to give a orgasm to a nice man who... Had complained that he hadn't shot since Tuesday, and oh. I'm like, "Well, we we need to take care of that." And yeah, I, as soon as I walked in the door, I I was the center of attention. I had several bottoms. And my, admirers of, like, "Hey, hey, 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 hurt do me, do me, hurt me, hurt me." Um, I felt flawed because someone did show up with a lot of gear, but I don't think it ever got taken out. Again, it's one of those things, like, better to, I guess, show up with stuff and not have it be used than to show up and not have the thing you really want to have used on you. It's like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, do you take your umbrella out with you when it looks like rain? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, number six dungeon has just so much mm-hmm. stuff that you don't really need to, didn't need to bring that much. Mm-hmm. But I, hopefully, I had planned at number six dungeon before I got mobbed that I wanted to try a sounding and metal butt plug mm-hmm. session. Um, on yourself or on... Yeah, no, on myself. Okay, okay. That, that I wanted to experience that sensation. I did not get to do that because everybody else wanted a piece of me. So hopefully I will be able to do that um, at the big party. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The big three Happens day. a month and yeah, yeah, that's all weekend long. Is that... I don't know, are there details? Is it like actually all the time or is it just three part like three nights in a row that things like I, I think it's I think it's gonna be Friday night all day ish Saturday mm-hmm. and then half of Sunday. So. Okay, like Sunday up to the afternoon or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I think that's what it's gonna be. Um there details are being worked out still and there should be more information on the next email Mm -hmm. from the dungeon master so looking forward 
um, to that. And yeah, he's got a few people who are coming in from out of town. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, he um, got like a little reunion tour. It's like, hey, yeah, the, the, this is number three hundred, and this this is probably going to be it. So this is the last chance to say hurrah and mm -hmm. maybe exchange phone numbers and see if we can continue it in spirit somewhere Well, else. I mean, the, yeah. you know, everyone who's local, I mean, is, you know, I'm sure very welcome to, you know, DBC. And I see a lot of yeah. crossover many. So maybe that will be, you know, the people who've been going to this regularly and enjoying it, knowing, okay, there are other things in town. So, you know, if I'm not getting my right. and itches scratched this way, here's another way. Um, and the uh, the dungeon master of DBC was there mm -hmm. that night, and so oh yeah, so there's a, I think a good relationship between. It's not yes. like they're competing groups or anything. There's no, uh, they are complementary yes. groups. Um, so, and yeah, the the DBC dungeon master was observing that they have a winch, mm -hmm. they they oh. have a half ton hoist at DBC, which and it, doesn't get used, which never gets used, and. Like, well, I think well, it was pointed out, it's like, well, yeah, what do you have to connect the winch to? Because at number six, there's the mailbag, there's the stretcher that has been used in the past. Mm -hmm. There's things. So I think it's also there, just... There is a suspension harness at DBC mm -hmm. that also doesn't get used. So I don't know, may, maybe... So maybe we need to make a point of the next time we're at DBC, it's like, okay, we figure out who wants to be in that and... And, and do it. And I mean... Show and, it. And... Um, maybe I'll get there early and maybe I'll hang out mm -hmm. in there because the winch is right there in, in the cage. Okay. Right. Right. So, go in. Yeah. Okay. So, so everybody who comes in would, would see somebody trussed up like that. Uh -huh. And I think, yeah, once it gets used a couple of times, mm -hmm. then once people are aware of it and see it used, cause I can yeah. understand one of those things. It might be, um, if you're not experienced with it, you might be like, well, what can you do with this? What, you know, is it safe? You know, how do I use it properly? Right. right. Like any new piece of equipment, you might shy away from it thinking, well, like a piece of equipment at the gym that you don't know how to use. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some sort of weight device. It's like, oh, I don't want to be the first one to try it. And so it's one of those things that, you know, that the thigh abductor just sits in the corner, no one using it because <laughs> no one wants to make look foolish trying. Maybe with a winch. Or, you know, their needs are being met otherwise and, you know. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I've seen suspension. Well, no, I've actually never witnessed suspension. I've heard of suspensions being done. Mm -hmm. But it's usually been a rope, you know, kind of suspension that kind of was a display downstairs. Yeah. But I missed that myself. But, uh, you know, they've been done. But, you know, yeah, I think when people see it, they'll be like, oh, I'd like to oh, try that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I might hunt that out because, yeah, that uh, a suspension bondage with um, with a blindfold... And just having guys touch me, I think I'd really enjoy that. Um, okay. Oh, moving on, um, we are, ooh, yeah, we're uh, we're at about 45 minutes already. Wow, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't start the stopwatch until uh, 18 minutes in. Um, but we I don't know how much. And, well, I mean, I know what the expert portion is. I don't know how much we really have to talk right. about. Well, it, it, it is something that I want to bring to the attention of our audience and maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll get some response from it. Um, that, come on, guys, write to us. Let us know that, that you're listening to us and that you enjoy it. Also, because yeah. we do have some 
uh, numbers on listeners, but we don't know how many of them are human or bots. Right. I think that's what came up. So we're, we're always curious. Is like, how many people are actually listening? Well, yeah. we have to, well, we have to do some sort of contest and, you know, get something cool and have everyone you know, chime in and a name gets drawn and boom, and at least you know the, who's active or who's listening right. to it right away. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I, maybe I'll crochet up another dick and, and give it googly eyes and we could give that, give that away in a contest. But, uh, what I I sent out um, really was just like I saw it after we did the last recording or, or uh, within there is that there is a class to, in Chicago um, to certify human therapy pups, um, and I saw that and I found it interesting. Um, and we talked about this a bit in the car on the way back, uh, from the dungeon last night. Um, it, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, is it a class that someone's doing for money or is it more of a presentation? I, I didn't, because yeah. I, I did read it, but I didn't look at the details, see if yeah, no, I, there's a I charge for it I didn't see anything in there about a charge, but there there but, might be. You know, I mean, the, what was written up was pretty much like, okay, you have you know therapy animals mm-hmm. uh, that are there, uh, not like a seeing eye dog or you know a working animal per se, like a drug sniffing dog or that. Right. More an animal that's been trained to be, I think, calm and be present for people who find comfort in that. You know, many people will you know for their own needs, like having an animal dog. I've even seen there's a woman who has a. Uh, Shetland Pony in the East Lansing area. That's a service well, know, that animal. Yeah. I mean, different things, but having that animal there can have a calming effect. Right. And uh, Carrie Fisher had oh, yeah. had her her therapy. Was it Gary uh, Fisher? Fr- fr- some, something like that. that. Adorable s- French bulldog. Yes, yeah. with a tongue hanging. Oh, I, yeah, it, I didn't realize that was a thing until after her death. And I saw the pictures. I'm like, oh. 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 <laughs> uh, and yeah, her brother is taking care of that that dog um but so yeah so therapy animals are a a Mm -hmm. thing and there is training for them and i've seen commercials on youtube for fundraising specifically for for ones to help vets uh with ptsd Mm. um but yeah bringing that into vets i thought you meant veterinarians i'm like uh, no veterans uh yes uh so taking that concept and Bringing it into the the human pub mm-hmm. um, setting. Now I do know that there are several pups out there who see themselves as quote working dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of one in particular that he has a service animal patch mm-hmm. that that he wears on his shirt, um, and every time he services somebody, he puts a Oh. Uh, mark on his chest, and he's rather proud at how many marks he gets at each mm-hmm. run. I think that this the skills that would be taught at this therapy pup ther- certification mm-hmm. are just generally good skills to have of how to be present and active and a good listener, and, and also being aware of, of seeing. You know, I guess you know with service dogs too, or service animals. Um, a lot of times they themselves are trained to be 
aware of the symptoms of you know a panic attack about to happen, things like mm-hmm. that. So they can be, you know, they're not they're proactive or reactive to the. They're not simply there lending support by their presence. They're actively doing something. Right, um, and I mean that you know that work you know for you know human pups that'd be handy because we do have a level of cognition that you know actual bio pups don't really have. It's like yes, we attribute a lot to them, but they're still animals. And humans, you know, we're all animals too, but we have a lot of gray matter that helps us out too. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. I'd, it'd be curious to see what they're actually training. It's like, um, you know, it. I you know, in many respects, if like if that gives you comfort and works for you, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the bonus. Is like you know, it's a way to serve and be served in a different light. Um, and also, you know, to give you know, we I think we're used to the idea of having service animals and animals that lend us support so that lends to it um i do have some issues in that you know, when i talk about um certification mm-hmm. i was wondering it's like what is the real certification for even actual service bio you know bio dogs right um, i know for working dogs yes you you know to be a seeing eye dog i think there's training you need to do and probably some sort of certification but simply to be you know to say that your animal is a service animal I don't know if there's any forms you can show to like a restaurant or an airlines or that that say here it's certified. You know, I I don't know if there's a general one because I know that there was a lot of outcry because during a survey it was discovered that a large percentage of animals claimed to service animals Mm -hmm. weren't. They're just someone's pet, and you know it was rude because these people were simply like, I don't have to deal with boarding my pet. I I want to have it with me all the time. I'll claim it's a service animal. And, you know, that's defeating the purpose. It's like, no, there's people who need these things. And just because you're too lazy to either get boarding or to actually, you know, get a kennel and have your animal put where it has to be put on the plane, you know, you're... It, yeah, the the outcry was that people were cheating upset that people system, are cheating yeah. the system yeah. and making it harder for the people who actually do need those animals. So I think it brought to light there's no real true certification system where you can say here's my license to show that this animal you know i'm allowed to if you you know had a gun you have to you know show the license like yes i'm allowed to have this gun you know on this plane i don't think that really happens much but yeah. you know, in certain situations or um certain equipment or things like that uh you know that you'd have some sort of license hey i'm driving this car down the road here's my license to show i'm allowed to do that okay there's not a, you know, a um, not complimentary, but I think it's a C word. Comparative. Yes. Uh, actually, that's not quite it, but it's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Perfection is the enemy of the good enough. Yes. Um, the uh, So I don't know if that's even, you know, even among animals, there's that thing. So I'm like, well, and then what does this really, you know, what is this really about? Um, also, just in the wording, it's like, well, have we really tested this out yet? Um, how much of this has been done? You know, I'd be leery if this was something that you had to pay for, mm-hmm. because I don't know what it's about and it, if it's really been tested yet. To see how effective it is. Because also, I mean, I think there's a different thing. Um, you know, another big thing is well, public spaces. You know, it's one thing to go into a restaurant with a dog or go on an airplane with an animal for you know, people will understand if there's a vest on it and you know it's behaving. But when you have someone in a pup mask on their hands and knees acting as a pup in public, 
that's a different level that people are just going to be probably look askance at and be confused by. And, uh, you know, so those people well, would d- be... depending on, on context at, you know... If you're a claw or IML, oh, then like, that's completely. Yeah, I think you're, you're very like, good puppy. <laughs> so I'm also wondering is like is that what it's for? Is at events? I, or I think person? it might be. Yeah. Okay, then that's yeah, then that's just extending it to you know, hey, let's do this. I'm wondering if this is a, you know what kind of relationship it is. Also, with a surface animal, it's an animal, so it's with you. It's kind of like having them with you all the time. They live with you. You know what happens when you have the panic attack at 3 a.m. and you're you know, human service pup is at home with their partner in bed, you know, across town. It's like you don't have that, you know, when yeah, you need I, it. Yeah, I'm thinking that... There's logistics that right, make, right. get complicated. No, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's more that the setup is less of that type of service animal okay. and more of the uh, therapy dog that you would find at a hospital mm-hmm. or a nursing home okay. or a hospice. I, I, it's actually for the event or the thing right, itself right, that gets right. loaned yes, out as yes, needed. Yes, I, I when, when they schlep around that cat to the nursing home and let someone pet it and it calms them down and you know and the cat just like okay I'm getting attention. Don't care whose hands it is. Pass right, me around right. like the pet you know the the stroking slut I am. <laughs> so. Yes, based on what I've okay. I've heard and read, that it, yeah, that it's more of that. Yeah, paradigm. that seems more of a yeah. yeah. That seems more of a situation or uh, yeah, that would work. I think it would be more useful. Um, yeah, I, it's an interesting take on it. And also, I'm just also wondering. I think it's more for like calming, but will some people see it as kind of a fetish aspect too? That whole yeah. service versus... Yes, no, it, it absolutely is so fetish it's another, as well. It's yeah. another level of, like, discussion. It's like, okay, you're here to calm my nerves, but does that also mean you're going to blow me later because this is turning me on, and that also will calm my nerves. I mean, I don't know if right, the training right. is like, oh, no, no, <laughs> anything sexual is completely forbidden, we must keep this completely this, or if it's just like, nope, this is another example where we can embrace you know, our, our kinky selves and sexual natures and let that be. So I'm kind of curious what elements of that. I mean, like, um, massage classes, I've taken massage classes and they are definitely strong line. Nope. It's not fucking about sex. That made almost, (laughs) (laughs) this is not about fucking sex. Um, Uh, Um, it's no, it's like, you need to keep them separate. It's like you're touching someone for money and you can't let it ever go to sex because Everyone assumes that every masseur out there is a prostitute and will give you a happy ending for an extra 10 bucks. And, you know, and the, the actual, bucks. and the actual certified, well, you're already paying a lot for the massage. Okay. Um, because, you know, massage actually has certification. Yes. And things like that. And people go to school for it. So I think they're like, they get tired of people who aren't actually trained or certified who are just using it as a mask for right. you know, but- prostitution. And so it's funny because, yeah, with them, they're very much like, nope. These are separate things, and this is a, a legal and you know thing, and we don't want. You know, it's like if someone gets aroused while you're massaging them, you ignore it because yeah, it's going to happen, and it will happen because you're touching someone, and and you just pretend it's not there. That's the official thing with right. therapists. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of curious if they take that tack to it, where sex is like no, 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 no. This is a different kind of thing, or if it's like nope, it's just part of it all. So enjoy as long as you've. Worked it out ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I'd hope it'd be more like that because 
but I find the other way to be kind of like very erotophobic and it's like oh my god no sex is dirty and this is this is wholesome and it's like no sex is wholesome sex sex is wholesome kink is wholesome knitting is perverted perverted uh so knitting uh crafting okay uh I am still working on the green and white Mm -hmm. um I goofed up on it on the uh on the knit one pearl one ribbing mm-hmm. uh, for a small section, I got out of rhythm, and uh, so I ended up doing what is uh, called checkerboard mm-hmm. uh, stitch for that section. And uh, by the time I noticed it, I was already two rows further on, and I'm like, oh, it, it, it's handcrafted, so it has glitches well, in it. And also, you know, when you know how long it's going to be, you could do the same two rows that far from the other end. So there's still symmetry. Yeah, I, I and make it I look like that. And make it look like I meant to do this. I meant to do this, but I, I'm also thinking that um, for my next scarf, whatever it may happen to be, I'm actually I'm thinking what I might do is I'll take the Dalmatian mm-hmm. uh, variegated yarn that I still have from when I made the, the, the crocheted mm-hmm. harness, and knit that using checkerboard okay that it it would be knit one pearl one all the way but with an odd number so it yeah it it creates an interesting texture on there an interesting look to it and so i'm thinking that's what my next project is going to be and of course the two of us still need to find an hour or two that we can sit down and i can teach you crochet because we keep talking about it and we need to Mm -hmm. actually do it and we need to do it off mic because it's gonna be really yeah. boring radio <laughs> it, it'll make for a really I mean, bad I think radio we actually we, tried we, it once on the podcast and it was like okay yeah it, it didn't translate no. well to radio no. yeah if you want to hear me getting frustrated i can easily do that about so many other topics it's yeah you know, i have already um yeah no i've not done anything so yeah i Another crafting thing that I saw that I thought was really neat. Um, one of my... Chainmail seems to be big in the kink crafting world. And um, saw on Facebook uh, a chainmail crafter who had bracelets and collars. And he also had a scale mail necktie. Hmm. Uh, which I thought looked really neat. And I'm like... I wonder how heavy that is. Even on aluminum, that's still a lot of metal, mm-hmm. but it looks really neat. And I yeah, because I know that uh, I think it's called the Chain Lord is a supplier for rings and scale. And I I bought some scales for uh, scale mail, and they're larger ones, but mm-hmm. uh, they also make uh, much smaller, finer ones. Uh, you know, of titanium, jewelry grade metals. Uh, um, they were used, I think, in the Lord of the Rings. The elven chains were the, these fine, small scales. It would be a pain in the ass to do it for big shirts. But, yeah, I could see those might work well for a tie. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you um, the picture once we uh, okay. sign off on here. But so yeah, That's I, about it for, yeah, yeah, for crafting. I, I, as a kinky crafter, I mentioned our, our show, and I said, hey, we should do a Skype interview with you. Uh, oh, the person who makes these yeah, ties? Yeah, the, the person who makes the, those oh. ties. So, um, What they say to that? Like, have you heard back? Or uh, Well, considering that I sent them the message about five minutes before you walked in the door, okay. uh, I haven't heard back yet. Uh, uh, God. <laughs> 
how how can people be so insensitive? Don't don't they don't they listen? No. Well, I I have a feeling this may have been the first time that he heard of the podcast, so he might want to listen to an episode or three. Like, who before the hell are these decision. people? Yeah, exactly. Um, but the other thing, um, so we talked about craft. Uh, right. maybe. I don't know if a new segment or something. We should also mention maybe for anyone who do bleh, who does listen to us in real time, uh, upcoming events for the next couple of weeks. Um, uh, I think what's the next right. things that are happening? We have a DBC coming up. We have a DBC coming up. We have uh, first Friday. Uh, DBC coming up is the first Saturday okay. in March, uh, and will also be the last Saturday in March because there's not going to be. An April uh, party. Oh, so they're doing two and like two in a row. Like, no, they they're so. Oh wait, first Saturday in March, last Saturday in March. First so Saturday in March. Two in March. Yes, there will be two in March. Okay. Which the yeah. So basically, the April, April will party fall on Easter. Uh, April first. Okay. Uh, which might. Uh, yeah. So okay. for. There were some issues with scheduling okay, April, it. and right. so they had to push it back. Okay. Um, so Friday, the third of March, will be our Esquire. Will be bar night. Uh, the Esquire Bar Night, and um, also, so that means that Saturday, uh, February twenty fifth, mm-hmm. is the Detroit Bondage Club Bar Night. Oh, at Hayloft. Uh, at Hayloft. Oh, okay. So, if you are interested, if you're in the greater Detroit area and you are interested in attend, learning more about Detroit Bondage Club and possibly getting the location of the clubhouse for happy fun times, hmm. you need to show up at the bar night first. It's, um, it's kind of the vetting, know. getting to know you, because, you know, people are, yeah, the clubhouse is a place where people are getting it on and for comfort levels and just, you know, so you don't get any crazies showing up and decrying us for being perverts. And it's like, well, yeah, what was your first clue? This, this, <laughs> this guy hanging up next to the door? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Hayloft on that, the 25th? 25th of February, yes. Okay. And then the party is a week later. Um, yeah, and larger events, um, end of April uh, is Claw. Okay. That that is coming up as well. Um, they are they have already sold out the host hotel mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. Um, they do have a couple of overflow hotels. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to Claw mm-hmm. this year, um, just because of how scheduling and budgets work yeah. out. Um, I may have to skip this year. Um, I and then at on Memorial Day weekend um, is. In Chicago is Bear Pride and International Mr. Mm-hmm. Leather. Um, I might try and swing Bear Pride because okay. I've never, I've never attended Bear Pride itself. Oh. Um, last time I was at IML, um, I went to uh, the Bear Pride event at Steamworks, mm-hmm. which is the the main bathhouse in Chicago, um, and got to enjoy the sight of about fifty big, hairy, naked guys in Steamworks' gigantic hot tub. Um, and also, I think that's also the uh, Shibari Con? The rope work. The, uh, that also happens at the same weekend. Okay. Um, uh, the Japanese, ro- is it Shibari or Shibaru? 
I always pronounce, mispronounce it. I will never pronounce it properly. Uh, but yeah, it's the beautiful rope work technique. And that also happens that same weekend because I known uh, people who, when they heard about me going to IML one year, like, oh, we also are in Chicago that weekend. And that's how they came out to me as kinksters. And it's like, okay. So, I mean, you know, it's, and I think there's also uh, some porn awards that happen that weekend. It sounds like Memorial Day weekend's a very busy weekend. So, yeah, yeah, in Chicago, because I mean, yeah. you know, if you have IML, it draws lots of other fun stuff to it. Because you know, hey, the the uh, actual vendors mart in Chicago at IML is right. you know, pretty cheap to get into. Yeah, it. Uh, last time I went, it was yeah, ten just yeah. ten bucks to get in. And I mean, really, the vendor mart at IML is the main draw mm-hmm. of it. I mean, sure, there's the contest, but. It's a bunch of pretty boys in, in leather. I mean, sure, there's some inspiring speeches, but there's a lot of inspiring mm-hmm. speeches. And I, Yeah, go for the shopping. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. And leave a rating and review on iTunes, please. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sarah Kane. And Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Good night.